to this Lakers edition of Balls Don't Lie. I am your host, A-N-T-O-N, Anton. Happy belated New Year's, Christmas, and all days in between, I guess. <laughs> this is my first show of the 2020 year, the year of clear vision and focus. Hopefully everybody got their resolutions, their new goals, new aspirations. Hope you got all that in order and are running with blinders on trying to get to all those goals this year. To all the goals that you set last year that you didn't make, pick them back up. Maybe those are your resolutions or whatever. Pick them back up and try it again. 2020 vision. (laughs) Yeah. On this show, obviously, we're talking Lakers. The Lakers have been in the news recently due to the pending trade line trade deadline coming Kyle Kuzma his name has been floating around as you heard he has a new album out called He's the Real Slim Shady (laughs) oh man all kind of names being floated around in possible trade talks for Kyle Kuzma Should he go? Do the Lakers need to make a move based on his performance at this point in the season? We'll talk about that. First, I want to get into my overall feelings of the Lakers. Past, present, and future in context of this season. And that's all I'm going to do today. We'll see what it see where it goes. We'll just see. <laughs> Anyways, like always, please follow us on Twitter at Balls Don't Lie Pod. That is Balls with the Z. I appreciate all the new followers that we have obtained over the last, uh, let's say, what two to three weeks. Regular Steven has been putting in work on the Twitter. The Tweeterverse. <laughs> what a, on Twitter. Thank you. He's been going crazy on there. I think we gained 300 new followers. That might not seem big to some of you guys out there, but to us, it's pretty substantial. So I appreciate all who follow us. Hopefully it translates, translates into more listenership. That would be the biggest blessing. 
But all in all, to all who has interacted with us, um, podcasts, and on Twitter, online, you know, social medias, I appreciate you. I hope to engage with you more, more often, and soon. To all those who do listen, please like, share, follow, and subscribe. Keyword, share. Spread the word if you like the show. And on that note, let's get into it. The Lakers are currently sitting at 30 and 7 due to the dismantling of the New York Knickerbockers last evening. It was a wash, basically from the get-go. Basically from the get-go. 30 and 7. Sounds beautiful. <laughs> the Lakers are one of the best teams in the league. One of the best. Are they the best? I'd say no at this point. They've lost to their arch rival twice so far this season. So you can't really put them above them. They've lost to some quality playoff teams this year. The month of December was quite challenging. They went nine and five. If you would have looked at the the December schedule and said they'll go nine and five. You probably would have took it, though. (laughs) There was a lot of serious games during the month of December. Let's see who they who they played in December. Hold on. Excuse me. Got to get my schedule right. Oh, man. I know they played the Mavs. The Nuggets, the Jazz, Trailblazers, Timberwolves, the Heatles, the Bucks, the Pacers, the Nuggets, the Clippers. That's pretty brutal for one month. <laughs> so nine and five. I'll take that. Though it came in a way that I did not like. First of all, Christmas Day, we lose to the Clippers. Again, in a game that we should have not lost. Believe we were up double digits in the fourth quarter, if I'm not mistaken, or at least late third quarter. And it just, it just ran out of steam. Just ran out of steam. But suffering four losses in a row to the likes of the Bucks, the Pacers, the Nuggets and the Clippers ultimately on Christmas Day. Yeah, <laughs> those are not the teams I want to see them lose to. I mean, you could say that's, you know, um, well, they're good teams. Well, they're good teams. Yeah, of course. They're good teams. Borderline great teams. But these are the type of teams that you're going to play in the playoffs. So it's nice to beat up on the bottom feeders. Those are the games that you got to win. You should win. And those are the games that will get you to the playoffs. But when you make it to the playoffs, you got to beat teams like the Clippers, the Nuggets, 
Obviously not the Pacers and the Bucks because they're in the East, but that quality of team, those are the type of teams you'll be facing. So uh, to see them lose all four of those games in a row, it didn't feel good. <laughs> it just didn't feel good. A lot of our weaknesses are being exposed to the league. They just is it's happening. Our second unit leaves a lot to be desired. A lot to be desired. We'll get into that a little more in a few, but the Lakers did bounce back with six wins in a row. Now, some of them are the bottom feeders that I was previously talking about. Some of the teams you just have to beat because you are just clearly better than. They beat Portland. Yes, better than them. Beat the Mavs. They're better than them, but the Mavs are a serious squad. The Suns, they started out hot, but where they at, though? The Suns, the Pelicans. Yeah, I mean, if they had Zion, they would be a they would be box office, I believe. I think they would be vying for that eighth spot, eighth or seventh spot. But they're not. They're just not. We beat Detroit. Quite, you know. Yeah, Detroit is just an average team in the East. And of course, the New York Knickerbockers. Last night, I believe it was a 30-point win, if I'm not mistaken. They bodied them. The Knicks did not show up <laughs> last night. They just didn't. Shooting was awful. And it's so weird because, yes, they are a bottom-feeding a bottom feeding team in the East, but they do have some quality wins under their belt. I can't tell you all of them right now. Matter of fact, I'm about to pull them up because the Knicks have won some games to make you say, hmm, but it's the characteristics of a young team. Teams don't know how to win when they're, you know, young. It's just that simple. The teams do not know how to win yet. All right, let me pull up my handy-dandy schedule. Well, the Knicks are currently getting smidokes by the Jazz by 19. <laughs> but the Knicks lost by three in overtime to the Clippers. They beat the Trailblazers, the Wizards, you know. Who else did they beat? They beat somebody that they had no business beating. You know, I mean, the Warriors. <laughs> they beat the Warriors. How about that? <laughs> They've beaten the Mavs this season. Only lost by two to the Celtics. They got some quality wins on their schedule. But they're a bottom-feeding squad. They just show up inconsistently. But anyways, those are the W's you got to get. You got to get them because you are better than them. And the road ahead gets tougher. December 
was a doozy. January is right there with December. <laughs> Let's just be clear. The Lakers have seven road games and four home games left this month. The road games, the Mavs, OKC, Houston, Boston, the Knickerbockers again, the Nets, and the 76ers. Yes, that's a tough, that's a tough road schedule right there. We get four home games, Cleveland, Orlando, Portland, and the Clippers again. So there's some teams in there. Obviously, we've got some teams in there we've already beaten. There's a lot of teams in here we're better than, but there's some squads in here that we definitely going to have to see. Houston, of course. The Clippers, of course. And the Mavs, of course. OKC seems to be doing well recently, so maybe they'll sneak into the playoffs. Maybe. Yes. The Lakers, they have work to do. Currently, I think solidly in first place, of course, I think it's by four games at this point. But that could easily slip away with a rough stint in January. This is when the real season starts. Some say now, you know, right after Christmas, maybe right after the deadline, the trade deadline, possibly. (laughs) I don't know, but they have some work to do. The bench has not been showing up. And there's two, okay, there's one and a half issues with the bench right now. The first issue is Rajon Rondo. There's no way other way to put it. It's Rajon. It's just not, I mean, there's, there's spurts of good Rajon. But there's a lot of bad spurts of Rajon. <laughs> a lot of them. I mean, he's currently averaging seven points, five assists in 21 minutes. He's shooting 40% from the field. Which is crazy because he actually shoots 36% from three point. And then he's averaging three turnovers. Mm. He's just not being very productive. Now, those numbers in 21 minutes, you know, give or take, give him. If he was averaging 30 minutes a game, yeah, he'd probably be up there 11, 12, 13 points a game. Maybe, you know, eight assists, seven, eight assists. Yeah. Okay, numbers for a point guard, but. (laughs) you're getting three turnovers, first of all, in 21 minutes. Give you an extra 10 minutes. You'd probably be averaging four and a half to five. That's five possessions you give away a game easily. Then you're shooting 40% from the field. So you're not, mm, 
I don't want to call you not a threat, but you're not a big one. <laughs> you're definitely not a big threat. So I don't know. Then you trickle it down the line, of course. Um, Alex Caruso, not an offensive player. He's a spark guy. He can hit a knockdown a three-pointer, but he's going to D up real nice, going to get you some steals. Um, he's always in the plus when it comes to plus minus. Good thing happened when Alex Caruso was on the floor. Like I said, he's not spectacular. He'll rattle off a couple dunks here and there uh, to get the crowd hype and maybe energize the team. But otherwise, he's just a, a solid role player. A solid role player. That's what he is. You know? My man, KCP, and I say that knowing that I dogged him in the beginning of the season like everybody else did with the KCP disease that the team has actually been totally clear of. Clean bill of health from the KCP disease because he's been balling. I think he's as awful as he started off the season, uh, his total three-point percentage is, I believe, 42% now. He's been stroking. Been stroking. Attacking the basket. He caught a nasty shot to the head yesterday. <laughs> Going for a layup on a fast break. I think it was uh, Bobby Portis who uh, tried to... I, it looked like he was trying to swipe the ball. But he was frustrated, so he was more careless with it. And when KCP went up for the layup, he basically swiped his hand and it came across KCP's forehead, took a nasty spill, went back to the locker room and all that. But, yeah, he's all right. I believe he came back in the game and still produced. So, KCP, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. You're doing your thing. Doing your thing. Uh, other contributors off the bench. Dwight Howard, another guy that's not going to give you a lot of points. Um, he's going to catch about three or four lobs a game. <laughs> it is Lob City in uh, L.A. now. Lob City, Lob City is a Laker thing, not a Clipper thing anymore. Uh, it's a lot of alley-oops being thrown in these games. Between A.D., LeBron, and Dwight, there's a lot of lobs, a lot of oops out there being caught. So, shout out to Showtime. Um, Dwight Howard, he's just defensive stalwart, um, a bouncy guy, gets you boards, blocks, defense, and about eight, eight to ten points all off lobs or putbacks. That's just what he's going to give you. So, uh, that brings me to my half point. I did say it was one and a half, Rajon being number one. In the half, maybe three quarters of a problem is Mr. Kyle Kuzma. The reason why I don't give him a whole problem is because uh, two things. First of all, injuries played a big part in his development um, coming into this season and his opportunity to get on the floor early like everybody else did while the team gelled and coalesced together. Yeah. So he started off on the bad foot there. And then 
the way they're trying to implement him in the offense is not him. <laughs> it's not him, son. Kyle Kuzma is not a spot-up shooter. Yes, he can knock down a trade ball. Yes, he can hit the mid-range. But that's not his game. He is a take-you-off-the-dribble guy. He's a back-cut guy. Slasher. Downhill guy. That's what he does. He has nice floaters, hook shots, and things like that in the paint. His repertoire in the paint is pretty nice. For a 6'8 to 6'9 guy, he doesn't give you a lot of boards. <laughs> he doesn't. He just doesn't. Defense is, I wouldn't say suspect anymore, but it's just average. He's just okay. He's not great at it. No, none of that. But back to his offense, <laughs> his three-point shooting is not great either. Like I said, he can hit it. He's at uh, 34%. What is he from the field? 40, 42% overall and 34 from three. So he's not being very efficient this year. But once again, he's not a spot-up shooter. He's not a stand in the corner, stay in your, your, stay in, <laughs> stay in your spot while LeBron does his thing and he kick it out to you. It's just not his game. He has to be attacking the basket. Attack mode. That's what he does. And then I seen a good point earlier. Uh, I think I was reading the article. He's the third option. He's literally the third option. Not a lot of opportunities to really get a groove. Even when the second unit is out there. He's not getting a lot of great looks. He's a. Not he's not shy at all. So when he gets the ball, a lot of times he'll just chuck it. Just heat check himself before he even makes a shot. <laughs> he is one of the dudes in the league who will heat check himself before he even makes a shot. Just heave it up there to see what it looked like. Yesterday, uh against the Knicks, his first two shots were from the right wing. Um, one was a three point, and then I guess it wouldn't be the wing, but and then the mid-range. Um, and both of them went over the rim and hit the backboard. Not over the backboard, but over the rim and smacked the other side and hit the backboard. I was like, oh, my gosh. That is just awful. I think he, he went to the line and hit two free throws. And then he eventually started to get a shot to come around. I think he finished 6 of 11 for 16 points. I'll take that game from Kyle Kuzma. I'll take that from him. But he has to get more consistent. He has to figure out a way to be himself while maneuvering through this in this system. Knocking down the opportunities you get when you're out there damn near by yourself because LeBron hits you with the dime. You got to knock those down. At a good enough clip, at least. But when you do get, you know, chances to attack the basket, do what you do. That's what he does, you know. But we'll we'll we'll, we'll see. 
We'll see. He has a big opportunity um, coming. Anthony Davis got hurt um, against the Knicks. Took a nasty fall, landed on his back. Um, negative uh, MRI was negative. MRI was negative. Um, more than likely, he'll miss a game or two. Their next game is not until Friday, so possibly he could play. But this is an opportunity if he doesn't play for Kyle Kuzma to step into the light and provide a spark and kind of showcase why the team should keep him, I guess. (laughs) But the flip side is, ooh, look at this big shiny trade piece I have here. Look, he just scored 30 points. He just averaged, you know, whatever, 24 points over the last three, four games. See what you could get possibly? You never know. You never know. (laughs) you never know what they're thinking but all I know is we need wins now and if he gets thrusted into that to that uh, role you gotta step up Kyle you gotta step up we'll see though All right, um, I guess I got a little long winded there Uh, I wanna take a quick break and jump into my last segment next and last segment um, and piggyback off what I was talking about Kyle Kuzma he's been in the news regarding some trades and there's some trade options that I want to put out in front of you that I've heard about and we'll discuss those alright we'll be right back on Balls Don't Lie let's go Welcome back to Balls Don't Lie. Let's see what the Lakers have going on going towards the trade deadline. It's been many things said, many things heard. Obviously, hearing Kyle Kuzma's name in the news, the the wire. Many, uh, no, I shouldn't say many. There's been a couple potential moves that could probably benefit the Lakers. Ah, it's kind of rough. But uh, I'll mention a couple before I get to Kyle Kuzma and his potential trade partners. Uh, you know, whoever he's getting traded for. Um, obviously, Iguodala has been <laughs> a talking point for the Lakers to target. But I, I just don't really know. It seems as if Memphis is trying hard not to trade him to the Lakers. And some some say they're actually trying to keep him. So I, I really don't know the status of that, but he will be a marvelous acquisition. I got my fingers crossed. <laughs> I do. Another, another name floating around. Is Darren Collison. He out of nowhere retired this offseason. Um, for what reasons, I'm not sure. But 
Now word on the street is he's trying to come back and he's targeting L.A. Notice I said L.A. Because that also means the Clippers are on his list also. And you all know that the Clippers will do anything to spike the Lakers. So hopefully we can make this one work. Getting him on a a minimum contract, a minimum minimum salary, vet minimum probably, but Darren Collison has been solid as hell damn near his whole career. I think he's in the top five in three-point percentage, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was uh, 42%. He's definitely a playmaker. He can attack the basket, and he's just overall solid. That would be a huge upgrade for the Lakers. Collison over Rondo, for sure. Save Rondo for the playoffs, at least to see if we do he still has playoff Rondo. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, those are just a couple names right there that have been that's been thrown out there. Now, in regards to hi, my name is what? My name is who? My name's Kyle Kuzma. Regular Steven wants to trade him just on behalf of his blonde wig. <laughs> He just wants to trade him. Actually, he said he wanted to trade, uh, who was it? Marvin Bagley, because <laughs> he was rocking. Because <laughs> he was rocking his own jersey number on his on his chain. <laughs> Regular Steven is a ruthless GM. He is ruthless. Cut a brother because he wanted to dye his hair blonde. If he wanted to look like Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone, let the man do that. As long as he's knocking down his jumpers. <laughs> but he's not. So, that name is getting loaded around there. There's some buyers, possibly. There's a couple names that they've been floating out there. Uh, the first one I heard was Bogdan Bogmanovich. Kind of like it. He's not necessarily a point guard, I believe, but he is a guard and he has solid handle. He's a three-point shooter. When he, he's not top-tier three-point shooter, but he is a good shooter. Shooting 38% from three-pointer. Only 42% from the field. So that tells me he struggles with the mid-range game or uh, attacking the basket. 3.6 assist. Eh, it's okay. He's averaging, I think, 30 minutes a game. But I specifically remember him putting a dagger in the Lakers' hearts last year with a last-second step-back three ball from the top of the key. But I like him. He seems to have good court vision. I went back and checked out some of his highlights. Obviously, that <laughs> highlights give the best look possible of a player. But 
I like his game. I don't know if I would trade Kyle for him, but if it did happen, okay. Okay. That might help us. That might help us. The next one intrigues me more, though. And that is, first of all, this is how I said it yesterday. Davis Burton. (laughs) Anybody know who Davis Burton is? (laughs) Sound like a used car salesman. But it's Davis Bertans or Bertans. Still wrong. But I know it's Davis. Davis Bertans. I like that name. But he's currently playing for the Washington Wizards. 6'10 guy with a little bit of handle and all stroke. 44% from the field, 42% from three, eight attempts a game. I kind of like that. I kind of like that. When you're talking about swapping out Kyle Kuzma for somebody who's equally or a little bit taller than him, better stroke work, has a little handle. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting fact. Davis Bertans only has nine and a half fingers. Just thought I'd add that in there. He does more than Kyle Kuzma. And Kyle Kuzma got all his fingers. Just saying. But the highlights that I did see of uh, uh, Bertans, Mr. Davis, that boy can stroke. Super quick release. Coming off screens. You know, taking the ball up court and just pulling up. That shot comes out fast. It looks gorgeous, too. It's a beautiful stroke. And it's been working. I think he's playing 28 minutes a game or something like that. 15 and a half points a game. Yeah. I like that. So, you know, I'm still not on. I'm very on the fence about trading Kyle Kuzma. But if you are going to trade the guy, you got to get maximum return. Maximum return. And I, I, you know, I'm not saying a top tier player. I'm saying somebody <laughs> who's going to contribute in an extra positive way. And I'm sure they have to attach other players to the trade to match salaries and all that. I don't get into the monies like that. But there's a few guys on the bench that they can get rid of. You know, Quinn Cook. He, his minutes have gone. They've vanished like Jimmy Hoffa. They're gone. Troy Daniels. His minutes are extra minimal. You know? I don't know. They'll figure it out if they want him bad enough. But Kyle Kuzma, I'm not sure if you should trade him. Just not sure. I know that he will get better as the season goes. I've watched enough Laker games to know that Kyle Kuzma 
is a baller. But I also know that playing with LeBron is a totally different thing. Playing with AD is a totally different thing. It's totally different. You are now the third wheel when you've been the second wheel for the last two to, you know, yeah, two seasons. Two seasons prior, he was the number two option behind Brandon Ingram. A lot of times he was the number one option, to be honest. So, to be the third option coming off the bench, yeah, I mean, it's different. It's different. So, I, if they don't trade him, I'm not going to be mad. What I will be mad about is if Derek Collison goes to the Clippers, if he is uh, serious about coming back. That's what I'll be mad about. But we'll see. Excuse me. The trade deadline, I believe, is over in three weeks. Three to four weeks, something like that. I can't wait to see what unfolds as all the bottom-feeding teams are shopping some of their assets to get more picks and assist in their rebuilding phase. Some of the contending teams are plucking pieces from them to further advance their contender status. It's exciting times in the NBA. Very exciting times in the NBA. Some of the things we're witnessing is just amazing. I know uh, regular Steven was talking about James Harden. Uh, how amazing he was in the game that he watched. I can't remember exactly what game it was, but listen, James Harden is a baller. He is a baller. He is he's a definitely a top five guy in the league. I would say, but I hate watching him play. I hate his game. More than anything, I hate the the, the 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 manipulation of his game. That's what I hate. Obviously, people exaggerate certain things in the game. If you if you catch a charge, you know, take a charge, you add the extra. Oh, you know, the extra head rock back. All that stuff is extra, but it feels like everything James Harden does is extra. Extra. But he busts you down for 40, he'll bust you down for 50, or even bust you down for 60. So there's no way I can't say I don't respect him and what he brings to the league. Just not a fan of all of them. Seeing the young Luca go crazy. He's a hooper. All the young guys out here that are balling. You know, the Miami Heat, all their young guys gelling with Jimmy Butler. You know, there's so much fun things going on in the league. And maybe it's only a handful of teams that really can contend for the championship. It's still left to be uh, seen who is the true contenders. As uh, the Lakers play more of these teams out here, I'll get a better read on some of the other teams and kind of assess it myself. But we'll see. Kyle Kuzma, if I had to vote, 
I say he stays unless we can get Davis Bertans. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Otherwise, that's all I got for this show. I'll be expanding more into the Lakers as the season goes on more frequently and hopefully more frequently with regular Steven. Speaking of regular Steven, shout out to him. He started school this week. Uh, brother trying to do it officially, you know, be into the sports broadcast broadcasting thing, man. Holding it down. So shout out to regular Steven. Good luck. You already know what it is when it comes to needing help. I'm here. And yeah, hopefully we can do some more shows soon. Anyways, uh, yeah, I also got a Steelers episode coming. I actually think I'm going to do it during the break. Uh, Not after the NFL season, but the two-week stint between Super Bowl and, you know, the AFC and NFC Championship. I think I'll drop it within that, you know, in that slot somewhere. Um, I definitely want to give out awards and all that stuff. So, you know. Look forward to seeing, hearing that during that time. But uh, all other things we have planned, stay tuned. It's going to be a fun year. Growth. Twitter followers going up, so hopefully that transitions into listenership. More engagement. We look forward to it. All right. Well, I'm going to get up out of here. You know who it is. A-N-T-O-N. Balls don't lie. And like I always say, the balls do roll, bounce, and fly. But for damn show, the balls don't lie. Neither do I, and neither does that regular Steven guy. You better know that. I holler.